Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in on part two with Sora Venacroft, the author of Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want. I just realized that um, the segment of part one was a bit mixed up, so it seems like I added part two ending on top of part one, so a lot of missing information. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue on where we're supposed to leave off of the first half of part one before we got into a little ad and um, you're going to hear from that end to the end you might hear the end as a repetitiveness um, but um, I just realized that and I'm just like oh my god we just left out the most important information so um, I'm going to re-add everything from that point on till the end and that way we don't miss out on important information so everyone um, so I hope you enjoy it. It's been such a great um, interview with Sora. Sora, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for educating us. And yeah, it was really tough doing those exercises, knowing that it wasn't there, but being able to eliminate and stop when you need to with her technique. So it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Sora, for doing that. And for all of you, don't forget about the giveaway, the giveaway, the giveaway giveaway there's three prize packs so get on to the instagram page of a little bit of everything with me and enter to win hey everyone thanks for tuning in and today my guest is sora oh my god ven i can't even pronounce your last name and i'm so sorry <laughs> oh I, it's vernikoff vernikoff Vernikoff, yeah. She is a no diet weight loss coach who healed herself of compulsive overeating and has helped hundreds of unhappy dieters to do the very same thing. Sora teaches her program to private clients both online and offline and has spoken at the Lenox Hill Hospital, has also taught her program at the Learning Annex and at the office of a leading New York endocrinologist sora lives in manhattan and loves to travel and is a volunteer with rescue dogs sora welcome to the show how are you doing today oh i'm great angelique i'm really excited to share my work with your listeners and to have you ask me questions that can get your listeners that content yeah so this is fantastic. And when I first heard about your book, Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, this got me thinking so much, like, how did you do this? And to all my listeners out there, before we get talking about the book, the book is actually on Amazon.ca for us Canadians. And of course, on Amazon.com, it's going to be in the show notes for you and all the other links so you guys can purchase the book. But I do want to throw it out there to all my Canadian listeners. I know sometimes it's hard to get these books. It is on Amazon.ca. So why diets don't work? Tell me. Oh, my God. One of my favorite questions. So um, why diets don't work? So I want you and your listeners to think of a diet as a clock. Mm -hmm. And let's start at 12 o'clock. At 12 o'clock, you decide that you want to get healthier, you want to lose some weight, it's summer's coming, summer's here, 
So you pick a diet. You pick whatever diet you think is going to do the trick. And this diet is created by a group of people sitting in a corporate office, and they decide what you can have, what you can't have, how much to have, and don't think about food because that's what brought you to us in the first place. So a diet is a group of rules at 12 o'clock created by other folks that you've decided that you want to follow. Now, let's, you're on this diet. Let's go around the clock to 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, you're good, good, good. Yay, I'm on this diet. I'm following the rules of these other people. I've lost a pound or two or three. I'm a good person. I can buy that dress. I can uh, go to the beach. I can book that cruise because now I'm good. I'm good because I'm following someone else's rules as to what I can and cannot put in my mouth to eat. Uh-oh, let's go around the clock to six o'clock. Six o'clock, you've been on the diet, different for everyone, an hour, a day, three days, a week, and you go, oh my God, I can't take this. I gotta have Oreos. I gotta have another Hershey bar. I need a second piece of cheese. Mm. Oh my God, I can't take this. So what do you do? You diet overeat or diet binge, depending on what you call it. And you take back the management from the diet. Oh my God, and you eat it and you're so happy because you feel free because you're taking back management. But on the flip side of taking back management from the diet, you also beat yourself up. Oh my God, look what I just did. I, I can't even, look what I just did. I can't even stay on a diet. And then after you beat yourself up, after doing the only thing you could do to get the control back from the diet, you go to nine o'clock. And at nine o'clock, you have a little talk with yourself and you say, oh, well, obviously I'm just no good. I can't lose weight. I can't manage food. I got to go back up on the diet. So you go back on the diet to 12, at 12 o'clock, but you know in the back of your mind that there's another binge lurking to happen. And mm -hmm. that's because diets are not your rules. You didn't make up the rules. You're following someone else's rules. And that's why they don't work. Wow. And you're right, because I've been on so many diets, and sometimes it's like a temporary, it's like they say, it's a temporary fix. And it's a t I think it's not only is it temporary, because if a diet worked, why would there be so many diets, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, okay, that's number one. And diets are really about deprivation. Diets are about not allowing you to, number one, have the food that you really want. Number two, have the amounts that you really want. And number three, it ties you up in a lack of self-esteem about whether you can follow the rules or not. Even mm -hmm. though you're very competent in other ways in your life, you feel that food, which has no animate qualities, you can't stop thinking about and can't stop eating. And a diet makes sure that you know that you can't be in control without it. Yeah. But why with dieting has kept you thinking about food all day? Because I feel like that happens quite frequently. Like you're just thinking, what am I going to have? Like, what is it? Well, because, you know, um, a diet, when... Uh, it keeps you thinking about food all day because what does a diet tell you not to have? The food you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> what are you going to think about all day? You're going to think about what you can't have. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, so, like you want that pizza and you can't have right. it. Right. Oh, my God. Can I have pizza today? No, it's not Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So, I, so you know, and then that means you have to wait two days for pizza and if you happen to have to pass the pizzeria on the way to work, you have to remember to walk on the other side of the street 
so that you don't go into the pizza place. (laughs) And being in New York, it's like you got a lot of pizza places. Oh my God. You know, this city is really one big donut. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's no way out. It's like, it's like Murderville. It's like, you know, you walk everywhere. You're always walking and there's always food, always. So the reason that you think about food all day is because diets tell you not to. And that's why you do. You know, it's the same thing as if you go to school and you take a course and the professor says to you, we're going to learn about uh, little women and we're going to follow these questions. And that's the only way we're going to learn about it. Well, what if you have another question that you want to ask the teacher and the teacher doesn't let you? Mm. It's the same thing with food. The diet sets the rules. And so, of course, you're going to be thinking about all the foods you want all day that you can't have. So why is dieting ultimately will fail you and as a result will keep you overweight? Well, because they're not your rules. Uh. They're just not, they're not your rules. Okay. Like, I mean, let's say that a diet says you can have peas and you can only have four ounces and you want six ounces. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to think about that, those two ounces and, you, and you're going to binge on those two ounces ultimately. Okay. Or are you going to binge on some other food? But ultimately, you're going to regain the weight, which is what happened to me in my life all the time. And I, you're going to regain the weight because you didn't take it off according to your rules. Does, do you want, does that make sense to you, Angelica? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not your rules. So how, can you, how, much, how long in your life can you not follow your rules? Yeah. You know, I mean... It's like having, it's like, how long can you obey rules that maybe make you unhappy? You're absolutely right. You do have a point. Because now that I look back on like cleanses and diets and all of this, I'm just like, how long do I need to keep this for? I'm so deprived. Well, you see, that's right. You see, that question that probably was with you all the time. How long do I have to stay on this? How long do I have to do this? How long do I have to follow this? And ultimately, you're going to let go. Yes. Because, because you're denying your own food thoughts and you're denying yourself having what you really want. Yeah. So it's just the no-win thing, you know. But look, some people like to follow rules and like to be told what they can have and what they can't have. But I'm a person who decided many, over 20 years ago that, you know, I used to teach really tough kids in Brooklyn, all right? Mm-hmm. And... These kids were really tough. I had like 35 fourth graders. And um, they learned to behave themselves. And one day I looked out at them while I was dieting and I looked at these kids and I said, hey, Sora, how come these kids who walk and talk and do all those other things, they listen to you, but food has no animate qualities, doesn't walk, talk, and do those things. And yet you can't stop thinking about it and you can't keep it out of your mouth. And that was my aha moment. That was my moment where I said, you know what? I'm going to eat the foods that I want, but I am going to journal every eating experience because I got to get a grip on what's happening in my brain, why I can't eat and stop. And that's how this whole thing began. Oh, wow. Yeah. So again, with the questions, because I have so many. Go for it. Why diets keep you afraid of food and not let you have a peaceful relationship with food? How can you have a peaceful relationship with something you're fighting all day? 
Mm, you got me thinking. I like this. I mean, Angelica, if you're fighting your food thoughts all day, how great can your emotional uh, uh, productivity be? Because think about it. If you're in a diet, and all day you're yearning for a chocolate bar that you can't have. <laughs> happens. You're at war. You're a chocolate bar war. I, I mean, you're always at war with food. No, I can't have it. I should have it. No, let me just wait for tomorrow. Let me just put it in the mailbox and I'll get it when I go downstairs when I go to work. Or let me lock it up in my, in my drawer at work and I'll have it in the morning when I get there with a cup of coffee. I mean, you're always skimming. <laughs> No, you're right. And it, it's and for those who actually are on a strict program, like, kudos oh, my God, for you know what, my heart goes out to them. I yeah. swear to God, my I really my heart's broken for them. Yeah. But what are two types of food thoughts that are you keeping your weight loss challenge? Well, what I discovered, so what happened was back over 20 years ago is I journaled every eating experience. I know it sounds obnoxious, but I journaled before I ate to look at the thoughts that led up to it. I journaled while I ate, you know, I was a little obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I journaled after I ate. All right, let's skip past that part. Mm -hmm. But that's how I learned what I learned, you know? Yeah. And um, what I began to see, Angelica, is that basically there were only two kinds of food thoughts that troubled people. So the first type of food thought is what the book calls the inside food thought caller. So the, the book says in chapter three, I believe, that when you get a signal from inside your body that you're hungry, what you do is you think about the signal and you think, oh, what do I want to eat? So let's say I, I get a, a signal of lightheadedness or a gurgle in my body. I ask myself, what would make that feel better? And then the answer arrives, scrambled eggs. And when I think about scrambled eggs, that gurgling feels better. So that lets me know that my body wants scrambled eggs. Now, for folks who have a weight problem, most of them, not all, but most of them are probably not attached to, your in, to their inside food thought callers because they, they basically see food and want it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... So you have the inside food thought caller. That's when you feel lightheaded or you gurgle and you ask your body, hey, what do I want to eat? And your body tells you. Then you have an inside gum caller. That's when you want to chew, but not on food, okay? You just want to get some gum or something like that. Then there's an inside cold drink caller where your body tells you it wants a cold drink. And then there's an inside hot drink caller when your body tells you it wants a hot drink. So there are four kinds of signals, the book says, that come from inside your body. And we call those inside food thought callers. Now, on the other side, we have outside food thought callers, which probably, you probably know what I'm gonna say already, which is you pass a pizza shop, it's an outside food caller, you decide you want pizza. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, the signal didn't come from inside you, it came from outside you. Or you walk into a party and there's some gum, you just pick it up and start chewing. Or you're at a, a party and someone offers you a cold drink and you just take it, but the signal didn't come from inside you. And then there's the um, outside hot drink caller where you're at a ski lodge and you're hanging out like a snow bunny and so you need some hot chocolate to look professional. Mm. So, so the thing is there are four types of inside food thought callers and four types of outside food thought callers. 
And truthfully, it's only those only those thoughts that control the weight problem. And it's probably more the outside food thought caller than anything else for most people where they see food and want it. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's like honest engine truth. See, and the, well, for most of my listeners that know, I used to be a personal trainer and I, I did not take nutrition. It was just following the Canada food lines, uh, food lines, the Canada health guidelines. And then um, we learned a little bit about the American one because I did take a personal training course in Miami, Florida. And we wow. obviously learned about the nutritional, just the guidelines to obviously the U.S. Um, so a little bit different, but I felt like I learned more from the American side of things. We got to get into diets and, uh, you know, the keto and the, just the high fats, right. low carbs and all of that, which was pretty interesting. So um, I, that's the one thing I did not learn, though, was about the, these food thoughts. And that's really interesting to me. Well, he, here's the thing. You brought up a very interesting point. And I'll I'm sure that everything you learned in Florida, a state that I go to to visit my folks once a year, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that you learned a lot of really good information. But here's my side of the story. Yeah. What, what's the difference what you eat if you can't eat and stop? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, it, food is the object of the weight loss challenge. It's not the problem. The problem is that when you think about chocolate cake, that you can't eat that chocolate cake and have one piece and stop yourself. So the chocolate cake is not the problem. It's the way the brain is wired. Yeah. So I personally am not interested in the keto diet, carbs and all this, because even if you follow that and you follow all those to the T, you're still deprived because you're not having what you want and you still don't have the choice to eat and stop. You're still listening to the amounts given by the particular mm -hmm. diet. So for me, food is irrelevant. It's can you eat and stop? Because you can eat healthy and be 300 pounds overweight because you can't eat and stop. Mm -hmm. so, so I say very clearly in the beginning of my book that I'm not a nutritionist, that I was an educator who learned how to stop the kids in front of me and applied those techniques to food so I could learn to eat and stop myself. So I come from a very different space. I had to identify the thoughts attached to what I couldn't manage which is eat and stop and then I had to have then I found a way to manage those thoughts upon arrival so I could eat and stop and that's what my system teaches wow no that's that's I you know what you like said most of the points that you just said there I was just like you know what you're absolutely right it's it's literally how our brain is functioning and how we think about it when we see that chocolate cake right it, it, you know the chocolate cake is just a picture that comes yeah. to you from a release of, of a neuron that creates the picture. I call myself a picture doctor because, mm -hmm. because you have a person on a diet, when he sees that chocolate cake, the first thing he does is go to war. It's not on my diet, I can't have it. Maybe if I'm good all week on Sunday, I'll binge and have it. Mm -hmm. The person who uses my system says, hey, I want the chocolate cake, I wanna have it today. I'm gonna use one of the techniques that's in Sora's program and I can eat and stop and I'm okay. Yeah. So there's no war. Yeah. No, that's great. And how can you how can you now consistently eat and stop yourself? What how can you do that? All right. So now I'm gonna um be the educator that I was brought into this world to be. <laughs> and I'm gonna teach you how to use the green technique and I'm gonna teach all your listeners how to do the same. So Perfect. yeah. 
So there are two techniques in the system that I uh, designed. There's the green technique and the red technique. And on this podcast, I'm going to share the green technique. So Angelica, what's your favorite food? Oh boy, that's a lot. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I have another question. What's the food that's when it's in front of you, you have the hardest time stopping? Um, I could say pizza and French fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, French fries. Trust me, I get it. I, you know, I have a girlfriend says, do you still count your French fries? So I go, yeah. <laughs> I'm a salty person. That's the thing. And it's, it's funny. Cause like, I don't crave sweets. It's more of the salty stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, here, here. And French fries. All right. Well, you, so just for teaching purposes, you yeah. need to pick one. Um, let's say pizza. All right. So I want you, okay. So Angelica, your, your food that we're going to work with is pizza. And I want everyone who's listening to pick the food in their mind that they have the hardest time eating and stopping and apply the same things that I'm going to teach to Angelica. And from now on, after this, you have the choice to eat and stop, which is what I'm really about. A new way to manage the actual object of the food by learning to eat and stop. So you're looking at the pizza now. Um, just to, I have it to ask you a question. When you say pizza, do you mean like an individual piece that you buy and you make in the house or you walk in a store and there's eight slices in a pie? Um, when I walk into the store or when I'm on Uber Eats and I'm trying to order something. <laughs> well, when you're on Uber Eats, do you order a whole pie? Yeah, because I think about my husband too, right? So... <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. That's a good point. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me let me. Okay, so you're on Uber Eats and you see the pie, mm-hmm. and the pie is delivered. The pie is now in front of you. Yeah. Right. The box is open. Your husband has already taken what he wanted. So, how many pieces are you left with, or do you talk about what each of you are going to get before he takes his? Um, no, it's more like just run for it, go to war with it, you know, like have whatever you want, go to victory. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you, so I'm going to say this to you, Angelica, when you look at that pie, how many slices? All right. When you look at that pie, before you take the slices out of the box, because we're dealing with something in a box now. Yeah. I want you to ask yourself two questions you have before you take the pizza out of the box. And the two questions are, how much is enough and how much is too much? So look at the pizza pie and tell me, we're using the green technique now, tell Mm. me how many pieces are enough and how much is too much for you. For me, um, it would be three slices. All right. Take out those three slices now and put that. Let's have a pretend moment. Yeah. Take out those three slices and put them on your plate. It's on my plate. All right. Now, because you took them out of the box, we have to do the green technique again. Mm-hmm. Again, I want you to look at those three slices and I want you to ask yourself how much is enough, how much is too much. And then once you decide on those two amounts, I want you to take off the amount that's too much, even if it's a drop. And I want you to find a time on your plate, pretend it's a clock. And I want you to take that marker, the amount that's too much, and I want you to put it at that time. So you have three things to do now before you eat. How much is enough? 
how much is too much, tear off the marker, even if it's just a bit, and put it at a time on the clock. And when you've done that, let me know. Okay, so I'm starting at 12 o'clock and to be enough, I would say, I would say three is too much. So at 3 p.m. is too much and then enough. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Um, I don't, I don't, maybe I didn't make myself clear. You're looking at the three pieces of pizza mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself how much is enough and how much is too much. So how much is too much of those three slices? I think it's perfect because normally they're small slices. <laughs> oh, okay. But okay. But you're using the green technique. So take off a drop. Okay. Like a smidge. Take off a tiny, tiny, teeny thing. Okay. I will take a teeny tiny. I will cut it in half of one. Oh, okay. I mean, whatever. Take off a tiny because you're using the technique. You have to take off a teeny tiny thing. Even if you take off like a, under your fingernail, it doesn't matter. This is so hard and it's like, it's not even in front of me. It's, it's just the picture. Okay. I'm taking up a teeny tiny bit. Darn. Right. And now I want you to take the teeny tiny bit called the marker and I want you to put it on your plate away from the amount that you decided was enough. Uh-huh. I'm taking it away. What do I do now? Okay. So now you have three slices of pizza that you decided was enough, but you have a teeny tiny amount that you put at an uh, on your plate at a at a number. Mm -hmm. What number did you pick on the clock? Four. Okay, so your teeny tiny is at at four o'clock. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so this is what's in front of you. You have your three slices of pizza, and you took off your marker to show. Okay, at four o'clock, and what that marker does is it says Angelica. You just decided how much was enough, and I'm here to help you really know that. Mm. Now, you, you can program eat the three slices, but not your marker. I want you to pretend to do that now. And for all those people listening, if, after you've pushed aside your marker, you can eat the amount that you decided was enough, but not your marker. So okay. pretend to do that now. Okay. I'm doing it. All right, let me know when you're finished and you're looking at your marker. Okay. I'm looking at my marker. Okay, when you look at your marker, that's, you just know, you just know that you ate and stopped yourself. Why? Because you had enough and you had enough by setting aside a marker, which is an I can stop myself helper. Wow. Now, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does make sense. And I, you know what? You, you painted the picture so well that it was like in front of me. Right. And it's always going to be in front of you. Yep. Here's the thing. Until you decide how much was, until you can physicalize how much is enough by moving away a marker, nothing is enough. So how can you eat and stop when nothing is enough? Yeah. Is, do you follow that? I do. So here's the thing. The reason people are scared of food is because they don't feel that they can eat and stop. And when you don't feel you can eat and stop, then nothing is enough. So of course you're going to overeat because nothing's enough. But yeah. when you ask yourself, you do all the work before you eat, how much is enough? How much is too much? Set aside the marker at a number on your plate, like a clock, and then you can eat the amount you decided was enough 
but not your marker because your marker is there to say to you, I can stop myself marker because I had enough. Wow. I like that. I got to try it. Okay. So now you might say to me, but Sora, I really want a little more pizza. You know, there's a slice left in the box and my husband's not having it. And you know what? I was really, I hardly ate all day, so I want it. So here's what I say to you. You take that slice from the box. You mm -hmm. say how much is enough and how much is too much. Set, a, set aside a new marker or use your same marker and then you can eat and stop yourself because you gave yourself enough. If you don't use my program and you eat the pizza without asking yourself how much is enough, how much is too much, physically setting aside the marker, nothing is enough. Why do you think you would eat and stop? You don't have that choice. Wow. I'm blown away because I, I, it just makes sense. Well, I do hope so because this is my kid. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, it all makes sense now. The, the truth is that the reason people are terrified of food is because they can't eat and stop. And the reason they can't eat and stop is because of their wiring. Because the wiring keeps putting out those pictures and they can't stop the visual repetition. Yeah. See, it's a visual problem. It's the wiring. So the way to stop the visual repetition is, and the way to take control is by looking at the food and saying, okay, food, how much is enough? How much is too much? Move away the amount that's too much. Don't eat that amount. And then eat the amount you decided was enough. Hey, you just managed the food. You just ate and stopped. And the, and the marker lets you know that you have an aid, a visual aid to let you know, I had enough and I stopped. Yay. You're right. No, I, I know I'm right. <laughs> I like this. I really like this system with the marker and how to, you know, basically ask yourself how much is enough and how much, what was the other one? How much? How much is enough and how much is too much? How much Three steps before you eat. That's all this takes. How much is enough? How much is too much? And then physically set aside your marker, which is the amount that's too much. Wow. Now, now, if you let's say you wanted a candy bar and you had a, Her a Hershey bar yeah. and you put half the bar as the marker, you, you can then have more from the marker, but you must leave the new marker. You can't eat without a marker. Mm-hmm. And the marker you have no control. Yeah. Exactly. And that marker is going to be your guide. Yes. Oh, man. Where was this book? <laughs> Years ago. <laughs> Thank you, Angelica. Now, before we move on, once again, everyone, to all my listeners, the book is called Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, a no-diet weight loss program. It is on Amazon.ca and Amazon.com. My next question is, how can you consistently drink and stop yourself? Is it the same idea with the marker, but now you're, you're using it in a cup form? Like, how does that work? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, it's very similar but different because liquid is a liquid. So mm -hmm. what's your favorite? Okay, what kind of liquid do you drink that you might have a hard time stopping yourself? Just for teaching purposes. Um, I'd say Orange Crush. Okay. So you have, now you have a, a jar, a, a, a bottle. Is it a bottle? Uh, usually a can, a bottle. Okay, now you have a can of orange crush in front of you. Uh -huh. Before you can drink the orange crush, the, the orange crush, and, and your listeners, you think of that, that, that drink that you have a hard time stopping. 
So you say, how much is enough and how much is too much? I want you to look at that can and ask yourself those questions and then tell me your answer. So too much is the full can. And how much is enough is literally half the can. Okay, so you just told me that half the can is enough and half the can is too much. So the half the can that's too much is your marker, mm -hmm. but you're not going to spill it out before you drink because that's not the way to go. Mm -hmm. So here's the way you do it with a liquid. Okay. You mentally just decided how to drink and stop. You decided how much was enough, how much was too much, and that too much is your marker. That's your I can drink and stop yourself marker, helper, all right? Mm -hmm. And um, the way you're going to do it is you can now drink your orange crush, but when you get to half of it, then you need to stop. Yeah. So I want you to pretend to drink half of the orange crush. I want you to then stop and I'll tell you what to do. Okay. There's my half. Okay. Now you've got the half left that you decided was too much and you just did the system you just did the technique you said there's the half looking at that half acknowledging that half that really means you drank and stopped because what did you drink angelica you drank enough you managed the orange crush and the marker was there to remind you wow now now let's say you want and let's say you go well i want another half of what's left you can drink the whole can of orange crush but you must leave some over. Because if you don't leave any over, nothing was enough and you're not using the system. And, it's, and, and that's not how the system works. Wow. So now you would say to me, Sora, what is, how is this all gonna help me? You know, you're telling me I can have chocolate, I can have pizza, I can have donuts, and then I can eat these foods and now I have the choice to manage them by using a marker and eating and stopping. How is this gonna help me? Well, once you see that you can always have enough of the food that you want and manage it and know that you can stop yourself, are you going to want as much? Yes, you heard right. To all my listeners at A Little Bit of Everything with me, I am doing an Instagram giveaway, so you better be following at a little bit of everything with me because i am doing three big prize packs that's right three big prize packs as the big three O is fast approaching for me and the growth of this podcast i'm over the moon and super grateful for all of you all of you not only am I celebrating the big three oh, I'm also celebrating the big milestone on the podcast of 2.5 listens. Check out a little bit of everything with me on Instagram. Check out the three prizes that I'm going to be giving away. And the first prize is a Amazon Fire Stick. And also with the amazon fire stick i'm giving away a book called dear victim it's time for us to break up now by the author tammy loftus she was on the podcast prize number two i'm giving away an amazon echo dot charcoal color with the book the cabal the saga begins a new suspense action thriller by mark j Rotolio. 
he was on the podcast with his daughter Christina Rotolio and of course the third prize is another Echo Dot a heather gray color with the book called Invisible Girl by Christina Rotolio check out our Instagram page at a little bit of everything with me make sure you like the post of the prize that you're interested in tag three friends for bonus entry um, if you repost that specific prize in your Instagram story and tag a little bit of everything with me you get one additional entry and if you want two bonus additional entries if you leave a five-star rating and a review and send me a screenshot on the podcast platform of your choice that you're leaving the review and the five-star rating you'll get two additional entries contest ends Wednesday August 14th 2019 at 11 59 p.m three winners will be chosen for three available for the three available prizes winners will be announced on thursday august the 14th on instagram live and a dm will be sent to the winner prize must be claimed by the winners by august 19 of 2019 only available for us and canadian residents please check out the instagram page of a little bit of everything with me and make sure you pick the prize of your choice and good luck Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to a little, little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. No, I just, the half is perfectly fine. Right. What you're going to do is go, wow, I can have all these foods and stop and feel satisfied. Yeah. And what, and what happens is your brain will stop manufacturing, will stop manufacturing the number of pizza, pizza slices and orange crush slices uh, cans because now you can have enough anytime you want. Yeah, you're right. And then you start trading that brain and then you, you and you completely rewire your brain. Exactly. Which is what I'm all about. Yeah. And with bloating, you know, stuffing your stomach with low carb food, low calorie foods can help lose weight faster. Like how does that work? Okay. So here's my, here's my story on that one. Okay. When I used to diet, I used to do everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then I would binge like 20. And then the only way that I knew my binge was complete was when I stood in front of the mirror and my stomach was out to the mirror. Okay. No. So what I began to see was the only way that I felt like I could take back the control when I was on a diet was when I binged and made my stomach really bloated. Well, what I came to realize over time and through my journaling was that you notice, let's, let's do it for t- a teaching model here. You go to a Thanksgiving dinner, everybody's sitting there, and, and at the end of the day, oh, I'm so bloated, right? That's me. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, 
well, why are you bloated, Angelica? I say that you're bloated because the only way that you knew that you had enough food to eat because nothing was enough because you didn't use the green technique is to bloat your stomach so you feel connected to having enough. Mm -hmm. So once I decided that that was true for me, then I said, I need to let folks recreate that bloated feeling, but help it take them to their weight loss instead of extra calories. So let's say you're in the house and you're meeting your husband for brunch on, on Sunday and you want something because we people, we always want something. Well, you can have like um, anything to bloat yourself, like, um, like a salad or uh, you make a malted, like, you know, or you can have some grape, grapefruit halves, anything that'll bloat your stomach, but you still have to use the green technique. So now you're bloating your stomach and reconnecting with your pre-system methodology of thinking you have enough, which is a stuffed stomach, but you're not hampering your weight loss or your weight maintenance in the system. Hmm. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we okay? No, I'm good. It's just like I, this. All this information is all like connecting and making sense, and it's just like wow. Well, you know, um, I will share with you and your listeners that it took me over 20 years to be able to have this podcast and be able to be to share this information at a level which made it really simple. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of unhappy dieters. I still journal after all these decades what I put in my mouth. And I am totally, con I am totally passionate about letting unhappy dieters know that they can manage food in a new way by using a marker and they can not fight with food, have the food they want. Don't expect other people to understand what you're doing. Just tell them to read my book. <laughs> no, for sure. And that's where, you know... It's you've come up with a system that obviously right. takes a long time, but it's just like it's if if you've helped so many people, imagine how many more people you can help. Well, I'm a helper, you know. Yeah. I'm like you. I'm a I'm a helper. I I like to help people find a better way, and I believe my system is a better way. Mm hmm. For sure. And how can certain foods help take you through? difficult like I want to eat more times but you really don't but I want the extra food yeah so you know look we always want food. you know we just want what we want when we want it yeah. and I have what I call helpers so you have to understand that a lot of times when you want to bring food to your mouth it's to relieve the discomfort that's in your mouth attached to certain emotions or certain ways you're feeling but why do those foods have to be foods that put on weight? So I have what I call helpers. And like, so a few of my helpers are, I don't know, we have Dwayne Reed's and Whalen's, uh, you know, Walgreens here. What do you have in Canada? Um, as in, as in uh, pharmacies? Yeah, I mean, witty, you must have like a pharmacy, like a CVS, where you can run in and get candy or drugs yeah or... yeah so we have like a shopper's drug here it's shopper's drug mart and uh rexel pharma plus okay so rexel did you say yeah okay so you go i i use nips n-i-p-s uh -huh. nips are the best because nips are hard sucking candies 
that come in different flavors that last a long time and they're only 30 calories each. And I do use the green technique with it. I just take off a little. Okay. And I can, so, so I have a few of those a day because there are times where I want something, but I know it's not food I want. I want to release the discomfort in my mouth attached to the desire to chew, but I don't want the calories. And that's what a helper is. So the first thing I use is nips and they come in car You can buy them on Amazon. There's caramel, there's, uh, there's rum, uh, I like butter, rum, caramel, and then there's coffee. Those are my three favorites, okay? Some of them, like the chocolate nips, have a parfait in the middle. So I wouldn't get that because that can crack easily. Yeah. But if you look into nips, those can really, you just throw a few in your bag and that can really help you a lot. The second thing that can really help you a lot is when you really want to be out of control to food. So what does it mean really be out of control to food? It means that you want heavy hand to mouth activity, all right? Mm -hmm. You want to sit and watch TV and go hand to bowl to mouth and you want to zone out on that action, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, get yourself King David sunflower seeds in the shell. There's in a half an ounce, there's like a hundred calories. You go to your mouth like, a hundred and almost 200 times, something like that. I don't remember. So you can have a whole bag of King David's leaving a marker, of course. Yeah. And you can zone out on heavy hand to mouth and you don't have to put on weight. So that's number two. And the third thing I use is um, a lot. Well, there's always gum, you know, mm -hmm. there's always gum, but I don't really, I'm not keen on gum. So I like lollipops. So C's, S-E-E-S, -E -E you can find it online or you have a Bloomingdale's, maybe Macy's has it. C's lollipops are really nice. They have all flavors, vanilla, chocolate, uh, cafe latte. One lollipop takes me a half an hour to suck. And it's only like 70 to 100 calories. So that gets me over the hump. These are hump foods. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. don't want... You don't want the calories, but you want to suck on something. And, you know, and so that's what I usually, I always have them in my pocketbook when I travel. Well, those are good tips because that's true. You sometimes need that, like you said, the Over help. The hump. Yeah, just to kind of, you know, take away that urge or that, you know, that right. wheat. But it's, that you see, it's, these are really over the hum foods. It takes the urge away, but it also keeps your calories down. Yeah, no, that's great. Those are great suggestions. And I'm not going to suggest carrots because I, this is not a diet. Mm-hmm. Well, those are good help, like those helper, you call them yeah. the helpers. So those I are call really them helpers, helpers. But you still have to use the green technique because I'm all about how... I'm, I'm all about non-deprivational eating. Mm -hmm. You must know that you had enough. For sure. No, for sure. Definitely. The marker, you got to use it in everything. Everything. So how, how can your kitchen help you make you thin? Yes, your kitchen needs to become your best friend. So um, what I do is, and, and, but this took a long time. I mean, it's a process and processes take a long time. But you need to have what I call a neutralized kitchen. So let's say you know that um, you have a hard time with chocolate donuts, okay? okay. So don't, don't bring your chocolate donuts in. Uh, have but have your chocolate donuts buy one chocolate donut and have it outside the house um but so i don't i don't suggest that you bring in foods that make here's my rule i have a rule yeah no food comes in my house that i wake up three in the morning to have mm -hmm. all right 
Now, what I did is I've trained myself with certain foods that those are the only foods I could have at three in the morning. So for example, I keep a lot of Hershey bars in the house, okay? Yeah. Be because I know when I get up at three in the morning, I know I want food, but I take three sections of the Hershey bar and I'm okay and I go back to bed. But there's, what I'm saying is only bring food into the house that, that doesn't arouse your excitement to the degree that you're going to feel out of control, even with the green technique. Mm -hmm. You've got to get used to using the, any habit takes 21 days to break. Yeah. You have to use the techniques in the system in order to see what foods are comfortable that you bring in the house. Now, once you decide on those foods, here's what you need to do. You need to always buy the same brands. Because even the visual packaging, if you keep changing brands, that's exciting. You're going to put your hand in that bag much sooner if the bag looks different than the week before. Mm -hmm. So always buy the same brand of rye bread. Always, the whole key is to make everything boring so that you have a larger chance to say no to it. All right? Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is um, always put your same foods in the same place. So always put your rye bread in the same place. Always put your um, whatever cookie you bring in in the same place. You want the same place, the same brand, and you want neutralized foods, foods that will not get you up at three in the morning. And then if you're really serious about working the system, you need to decide if I get up at three in the morning, what are the foods that I can go to? What are my choices that won't take me off the weight loss path or will maintain my weight? So I'm very serious about my kitchen. Well, it's good. And I think we have to be even our, our pantry, our pantry sometimes can. Oh, my pantry is the same thing. Yeah, same. it's the same thing. And exactly like it's the kitchen is going to stay that way. You got to keep it consistent too as well to help. It, you. Your kitchen placement, your kitchen brands, your refrigerator, where you put your food in the refrigerator, your frozen food, it always must be the same and it always must be in the same place because what you're doing is looking to minimize the anxiety attached to the entire eating experience. And you know that boredom is the knell death of desire. And what you're really working to do is de-anxiety yourself from the whole eating experience. And the only way that you can do it is to begin to bore yourself with it. And I'm all about working for visual boredom because that's a desensitization process. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah. And also, if you feel that, you, let's say you order Chinese food, you ask yourself, can I keep the extra in the house? Me, if I can't, it goes into the incinerator room or it goes under the hot water. And in the, because I, I can't deal, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And how can the chair that you sit and eat make you thin? Okay, well, it's the same principle that the food in the kitchen works on. Oh. By knowing you're going to sit in the same chair, it minimizes the anxiety attached to the eating experience, and it lets you focus on the green technique. Because all of your focus needs to be on before you put that food to your mouth. How much is enough? How much is too much? And move your marker. But if you keep changing where you eat, that excites you. And that's going to take away from your focus on using the technique. Makes sense. And the same thing would be with dishes, utensils, and napkins? Same, same thing. I use the same, uh -huh. same utensil, the same bounty napkin, because I need to focus on how much is enough, how much is too much, and set aside my marker, because otherwise I, I don't manage my food. So I minimize the excitement attached to all the elements attached to food, 
and the act of eating in order to focus on the system. Wow. That's no, that's great. It's you've got, you basically told me everything from going out to eat is using that marker, sitting yeah. at home, using that marker, right? You know, your kitchen, your pantry, where you sit, your the utensils, the napkins, everything. Right. Oh, I made sure, let me tell you, I made sure I left out nothing because I'm a case in point. <laughs> <laughs> and this also leads to um, your routine. So your day, how you make your day, how can it make you thin? Hey everyone, I really do hope you love a little bit of everything with me. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. I just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Simply use my code EVERYTHINGME and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code EVERYTHINGME. Well, that's very personal, but I seem to thrive in structure. Mm -hmm. So I create a plan for the next day. I have a little piece of paper. And what I did, I decided to give myself permission to eat at times that were comfortable for me. So for example, um, if you know what your day looks like in terms of what you're going to do, then you won't be as focused on eating. That's number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like some people get up in the morning, let's say you're retired and they go like, what should I do today? Of course, you're going to put your hand in a bag of potato chips until you figure out what to do. Right? Yeah. So if you said, I'm going to get up, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to check my email, then I'm going to eat. You see, you have more flexibility in terms of when you're going to exercise your mouth. Mm -hmm. And also, if you don't plan your routine, you're always going to be thinking about food. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's like with, like with other things too, like um, being on the tablet too much or being on the phone. It's like creating that, you know, a system where, okay, I'm only going to be on the phone for this much on a timer. And then you create a... Right. So like, I know that I like to eat breakfast after like my, the, my exercises and everything. And then I know I like to eat at 12. Then I know by three o'clock mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to need some kind of snack. And then I know I like to eat dinner at six. And then, and then at nine o'clock I'm going to have, um, I'll, oh, another great thing I want to share with you and your listeners. Here's another great way to take care of, um, when you want something, but you don't want the calories. What I use are Tic Tacs. You know, oh, yes. you yeah, we do. Well, I use the peppermint ones because there's no calories. You have to be careful because some of them have calories and some don't, mm -hmm. but I use the one without calories. So 
when I'm watching TV at 9.30, 10, and I want something, I know it's not food I want. I take my Tic Tacs that I keep near me, and I have my Tic Tacs to remind me that it's just the hand-to-mouth overthinking to release the discomfort in my mouth, but I don't want the calories. That's another great tip. And yeah, and exactly. Tic Tacs are a quick fix, a quick fix that can help right. you. But check the calories. But even yeah. if you have, and I, and even if you get calories, like the Tic Tacs, like I like the certain Tic Tacs, like they're 120 for the thing. But even look, if you take your favorite Tic Tac for 120 at nine o'clock, isn't that better than a piece of Entenmann's cake for 500? That is a hundred percent. I'll take the Tic Tac. Um, <laughs> I would take the Tic Tac. Right. Listen, I, I just, I just got to take care of me. And I know, I know that, um, you know, it's not the food. I, you see, it's not the food I want. It's not the food I want anymore, but there is, it's just not the food. So if I'm going to take care of myself at those vulnerable moments, okay. Cause they are vulnerable moments. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have no to low calorie things. Mm-hmm. But usually heavy hand to mouth. Yeah. You know. And how can writing down what you eat make you thin? Well, I, I'm a writer at heart. I'm an educator. I'm a writer. I write down everything because truthfully, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> right. I, you know, if I don't write it down, it doesn't get imprinted in my brain. So yeah. I... I I, to this day, after decades, write down everything I have because you know why? It allows me to monitor my emotional management. You know, you get to see what food you go to if you're having a good day and then if you're having not such a good day. And once you see the foods that you want to go to when you're having not such a good day, then you can perk, you say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not having such a good day. I have to really be careful today. So how can I help myself by being careful? Mm-hmm. You know, you begin to see how you use food to manage your emotions, Well, which is very important to me. Yeah. And I know in the personal training world, um, fitness and nutrition, they always say to write what you eat and write what you do. So that way you can actually see what you've done in order to keep track of what you're doing. And kind of, it's like, um, uh, what was the word that they used? Um, it's accountability. So that way you know what you've ate. And that well, way. here's the thing, you know, when you meet someone that's overweight, yes, accountability, but you know what, even that's a very, don't laugh, but that's a strict word. I, I don't like to tell, I don't like that word for me because um, that's like an irritant accountability. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the thing is the, you really, uh, you know, I don't like to say this, but I'll say it on, uh, you know, on your show. Mm-hmm. If you don't write down what you eat, you're really not taking responsibility. Yeah. You know, you're just not because, you know, you ever meet people, they're a hundred pounds overweight. And if you're listening and you're a hundred pounds overweight, it's okay. Trust me. I, I've done my own journey. But when you put that dressing on or when you put that mayo on and you don't measure it, you know, it's measuring you. And then if you don't write it down, you really take no responsibility. You know, I love to meet people and they go, well, I hardly eat. (laughs) It's like, okay, then why do you have to lose 50 pounds? Because you hardly eat. Because they don't connect what they put in their mouth. 
That's the word I like, Angelica. They don't connect what they put in their mouth with their weight. No, for sure. You know what? I like that so much I have to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so the book, once again, everyone to listen, who's listening is Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, a no diet weight loss um, management program is number one's bestseller on Amazon, available on amazon.com or nodieting.net. And it's also on amazon.ca to all my Canadian listeners. Sora, oh my gosh, this is like jam packed information. I was writing notes as you were talking, and it's just like a lot of information. I love this, I really do. And I'm hoping obviously it's gonna I'm gonna implement this in with myself and also hopefully to all my listeners you know try it out literally try it out this is such great information and where thank can you, thank you thank you no it's my pleasure because it's 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 a new method and I hope like since you've helped so many people I hope it can help any of my listeners out there and um tell the audience my listeners where they can find you if you have any social media where we can find you well my website is www.nodieting.net that's www.nodieting.net and they can also purchase my book from the website mm -hmm. and um at also if they sign up they get a free your no dieting it's not your fault report which goes over exactly why diets don't work and then they get a free monthly newsletter called your make peace with food so they can follow my travels and i give them a lot of fun things every month and if they want to follow Follow me on Twitter. I'm at No Diet Coach. Once again, No Diet Coach on at, Twitter. Yeah, at No Diet Coach. That's that's my you know that's my handle on Twitter. All right, and once again, everybody, you can get the book on Amazon.com.ca and also at www.nodieting.net. The book again is Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, and. Um, Amazing information. Thank you so much, Sora. And I hope you have a great week. Um, this has just been amazing information. I'm very grateful. Honestly, I am. Oh, thank you. I'm very, I'm very in gratitude that you're so grateful. <laughs> Honestly, I am. Anyone that comes on the show who has a passion or like you say, this is like your kid, a story to tell. I'm always grateful for anyone on the show because it's, you know, it's a time that knowledge that can help other people obviously gain from as well. Thank you, Angelica. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And to all my listeners out there, that's all we have for now. And it's bye for now. That's it for now. And thanks for listening on a little bit of everything with me.